friends. Welcome to episode, uh, what I'm going to call episode two and a half of Parentheses Live. Uh, sorry, it's not going to be like a, not a real episode. It's kind of a half episode. I'm calling it a half episode because um, I couldn't, I've been really busy. Uh, haven't had time to throw together a full episode yet. So basically, I'm just going to kind of update you guys on some stuff that I've been listening to recently, reading, watching, uh, playing, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, this is Tim, by the way. Uh, if we haven't met, it's nice to meet you. I'm guessing if you're listening to this, though, it's probably because you're my friend or my mom. Basically, that's probably all, all the people listening to this. But it's going to be cool. Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. I've got some cool ideas for some episodes that are going to be coming up. Um, I'm to, hoping to do one about Game of Thrones. That could be cool. And do one where I get try to, people to try to convince me uh, as to why I should like Coldplay. Because I currently do not like Coldplay. But I'm working on it. Be on the lookout. I've been busy. I'm going to try to throw some together here pretty soon. So let's talk a little bit first about what I've been listening to recently. Um, the 1975's sophomore album, I Like It When You Sleep, for you're so beautiful yet so unaware of it. I've gotten used to saying it now, even though it is long and creepy as hell. Um, but the album itself is stunning. I mean, it's really, really a great record. Uh, I had a cool experience with this one because this is the first time that I had listened to an album that I had been looking forward to on vinyl. If for the first, if that makes sense, let me try that again. Is the first time I heard an album for the first time on vinyl. That makes sense. Yes, uh, I just had kind of a busy day and busy a couple of days and didn't get to listen to it for a while. But I sat down on a Friday night, I pre-ordered the record, um, threw it on, and uh, and listened to it and really just enjoyed that experience. And it's funny because I was sitting there thinking, forty years ago, that was the only way you could hear music for the first time was on vinyl or on the radio I guess but that's the first time you could hear an album for the first time was on vinyl and I thought that was super cool most of the vinyl that I have and that kind of thing are albums that I've liked for a long time or an album I really enjoyed and then decided to purchase on vinyl but this one I was hyped for I knew it was going to be great so I pre-ordered it also so I could get that early access to tickets for the tour which I did get and I'm super pumped about that going on I think it's May 10th uh, so far I think my favorite tracks are uh, probably She's American that's just a really great pop song just got a great hook uh, it's really catchy um, the Ballad of Me and My Brain, I think, is a really great song. Well, I like it because of how aggressive Maddie's vocals is on it. I think it's kind of something, one of the more, it's a really weird song. But his vocals are really aggressive, and it's cool to hear him kind of um, kind of strain a little bit to hit some of that stuff. Or you can kind of feel the emotion in it, which I like a lot. If I Believe You is another great song. It has uh, got some moments of a gospel choir in there, which is cool and a lot of fun. Uh, and the subject matter of that song, lyrically, that's a really interesting song as well. Kanye West, The Life of Pablo, also came out a couple weeks ago in a very weird release. I wrote a lot about that that I'm not going to talk too much on to on the podcast because I did write quite a bit uh, over at parentheseslive.com. You can check that out. Um, there's been a lot of controversy around the record about the release and about his weird Twitter rants and about some of the lyrics you know, about Taylor Swift and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think the record is great. I mean, I won't say it's great. I think I, I really like it. There's some songs on it that I think are really good. There's some songs that I think are pretty, eh. Uh, I think someone summed it up on Twitter um, the best. I don't remember who it was. Um, one of the absolute punk.net writers, I think. Um, but someone summed it, he summed it up on Twitter. He said basically that um, he liked the music and the sounds and kind of the production on it a lot. But lyrically, it's not very interesting. Kanye's he's been pretty interesting lyrically recently. Yeezus has got some really interesting stuff to say. Uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy obviously has got some really uh, really interesting lyrics. But on this one, it's pretty, 
you know, it's pretty blase, um, which is okay, I guess. Maybe it's if it's all about the music and the production, like that's cool. Those then he worked. That sounds great. Um, I do really love Ultralight Beam. The it's the very first song. I think my favorite thing about it is that it uh, introduced me to Chance the Rapper. I hadn't heard of him before. I heard of him, but I never listened. But his verse, I think he has the last verse on that song, and it is it's the highlight of the record for me it's really great and so i started listening to his most recent mixtape called acid rap which what else is cool about him is he all of his music he releases for completely free which i think is a, is kind of a cool thing to do for up-and-coming artists to try to get that recognition and just get people out to your shows because that's where you're really going to make the money anyway but there's some really cool great songs on acid rap so if you're looking for a kind of more a little bit different his voice is kind of weird you know he's got a nice flow to it but he's really interesting really cool uh, check out um chance the rapper uh, uh, two records came out on the same day that I've been looking forward to as well. Standards by Into It Over It and Painkillers by Brian Fallon. Those came out, it's just about five or six days ago now from when I'm recording this, I guess about five days. So I can't really say that I have a fair thought on the record yet. I will really say I really like them both. My initial impressions on both of them are positive. Uh, Painkiller, Brian Fallon is um, of the Gaslight Anthem fame. This is his first real solo record, unless you count the Horrible Crows, um, which he did do some, but that wasn't. Really solo. This is the first thing that he's released under his name, um, and it's great. It's got some really great pop songs, kind of a, some acoustic-driven pop songs, which is which are really good. And then into it over it, uh, people have called uh, Old Evan Weiss there, who runs the kind of the he kind of is into it over it. Um, people have called him the mayor of emo. Um, he's really more like the king of emo, but he is uh, he's got some. That's a great record. That's got a lot of cool songs on. I'm excited to listen to that more, kind of delve into that a little bit more. Uh, a band called Somos I released a record a couple weeks ago called The First Day, or called not first, not the first day back. It's called First Day Back by Somos. Somos, First Day Back. Um, and I've been listening to that. That's really cool. They've kind of got like an emo punk sound to them. Um, kind of interesting, hard to describe, but if you check them out, um, you'd for sure like it. We've been watching uh, pretty much House of Cards season four has consumed our TV watching. Uh, Kevin Spacey, just well, before I go too far into this, House of Cards Season 4, spoilers abound. If you have not seen House of Cards Season 4, you have three seconds to turn it off. Three, two, one. Okay, now we can get into it. Those of us that watch the show. Kevin Spacey um, is fantastic. I mean, he's always fantastic. Perfect acting, perfect casting. Uh, he just embodies that role so perfectly. Um, it's it's impressive. Um, my one kind of beef with it is I feel like the pacing feels a little bit weird. Um from the time that he gets shot, I'm, those first three episodes, I'm tracking with it. Um, and then when he gets shot in season four, from then on, I cannot keep track of timing. It feels like things are happening so fast, and we're not given much concept of the passing of time. Like, I feel like his recovery happens really fast. Um, the election cycle just moves so quickly. It's almost hard to keep up with at times because that pacing is a little off. We just finished season four a couple of days ago, and uh, I had been under the impression that this may be the last season, but after that ending, I'm not sure it's going to be. I'm excited to see kind of what Frank and Claire are like when they can put their forces together like that and just, what's that last line? We don't create, we don't, I can't remember what it is, something about, we don't react to terror, we create the terror, and I was just like, oh damn, they're going to get down to it. So I'm excited to see, hopefully, House of Cards season five. Um, we also been watching The Sopranos. We haven't seen it yet, and really all I have for The Sopranos is wow. That's a really great show so far. We're only on season two. Um, the acting, uh, Gandolfini is fantastic. It's such a bummer that, that he died. Um, the char- Not his character. That I mean, maybe his character does die. I haven't gotten that far into it. So far, I know that the um, 
the last shot of the Sopranos is like this thing that everybody talks about. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that was the ending. How weird somehow I've been able to avoid that. I really don't know how the Sopranos ends. And so I'm excited to kind of get to that later on. Like we're only on season two. So that's, I think four more seasons away, but I'm excited to watch more of that show and watch how it develops because the characters and the story, it's all really interesting and I'm enjoying it. Um, we also went and saw Deadpool, which Deadpool, a plus plus plus, um, Deadpool is a Marvel movie. I think it's the first R-rated Marvel movie. One of the first R-rated Disney movies, I'm guessing. It's the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time, which is cool. Um, And it fits Deadpool's character perfectly. I mean, if you read the comic books, he's vulgar. He's uh, violent. um, He's a smartass. I mean, they just just embody that character so well. Ryan Reynolds did a great job playing him. And then they just hit on some really key elements of that character. And I'm excited to see what the success of this could mean for the future of of, um, superhero movies, of comic book movies. Because not every comic book movie has to be um, a family adventure. There's some characters that could really do great justice with having um, a movie that's a little more edgy, a little more raw, a little more, a bit more like Deadpool. So if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, be sure to check out Deadpool. You are not going to want to say um, that you haven't seen it once people start talking about it. Um, as far as reading, I've been reading a, a book called Abaddon's Gate, which is the third book in a sci-fi series called The Expanse. The first book in that is called Leviathan Wakes. It's written by James S.A. Corey, who is actually a two guys, um, one of which is like an assistant of some type to George R.R. R. Martin, who writes the uh, Game of Thrones Song of Ice and Fire series. Um, and he, you can kind of feel some of those George R.R. R. Martin influences in some of this, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I'm in book three of this series called The Expanse. There's a sci-fi series on um, on the sci-fi channel, S-Y-F-Y, um, called The Expanse. It's based off these books. Uh, I haven't watched the show yet. I'm trying to catch up on the books, but the books so far, I'm I've really been enjoying. I also listened to uh, my first audiobook. I never listened to one before. Well, I tried to listen to The Casual Vacancy, that J.K. Rowling one that uh, I think she like released under a different name or something. But anyway, we kind of didn't get very far into it. I didn't enjoy it. But um, Ready Player One, I listened to uh, on audible.com. It's, or, you know, everybody knows Audible. You listen to podcasts, then you understand what Audible is because they advertise on every single podcast. And hey, Audible, if you want to advertise on my podcast, feel free. I'm talking about you right now anyway. It's kind of like free advertisement. Um, but Ready Player One is narrated by Will Wheaton. Um, the 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 plot is a little weird to explain. Basically, it's kind of in the future, and there's this massive video game that kind of a lot of the people spend a whole lot of their time in. Like businesses work on there, and schools use it, and all this kind of stuff. And basically, there winds up being the scavenger hunt throughout um, this thing called the Oasis, which is what this virtual reality video game kind of is called. Um, looking for the guy who created it, he died, and he left like two hundred fifty billion dollars. He hid it inside the Oasis, and so people are trying to find it and trying to find, he hit it at the end of a scavenger hunt, basically. So he's trying to find, everybody's trying to find these clues as to where it could be, but it's all based around 80s culture because this guy, uh, 1980s culture, because this guy who died, he was like, grew up in the 80s and was fascinated with the 80s. So it's all 80s video games and books and movies and TV and music. And it's really cool. So um, check that book out if you're, if you're a nerd um, like me. And there's going to be a Steven Spielberg uh, directed at film adaptation of it, which I think is coming out in 2018. Um, so hop on before that comes out and read the book, so you can say, "Oh, I read the book, and the book was better." Um, but really, Steven Spielberg is probably perfect to direct that. And that movie is going to be great, I'm sure. One last thing, I promise I'm almost done. Um, the Division. 
episode one, you probably remember me and Dylan and Will talking about uh, Tom Clancy's The Division. Uh, it's a video game we've been looking forward to. Uh, I have it on Xbox One. I think it's also out on PlayStation 4 and I think PC as well. Um, there's a lot of hype leading up to this game. Um, a lot of it's been the first Tom Clancy game in a while. Um, and a lot of it was the technology. Um, they were kind of actually having to wait for the technology to catch up to what the video game, the vision for the game was. Um, but fine, I think it paid off because the game looks unbelievable. I've been playing it a ton. It's really, really fun. It's kind of equal parts shooter, RPG, adventure based game. Um, the multiplayer experience is what really nails it home. I mean, just the seamlessness of how the multiplayer experience is integrated with the single player game. Um, you can kind of hop in your friend's game and help them out with quests, not quests, missions. Uh, they can hop in your game and help you out. You can do matchmaking and get some, uh, get a team of randos together and randoms, random people together and kind of take on a mission by your, by the four of you. Um, or there's also there's no loading in the game at all, pretty much. Once you unless you die or like in at, once you're in the game, it's open world game and there's almost no loading. Even to the point where if you're trying to go into the dark zone, which is what they call the PvP zone, the the um, you know where you fight other players and do all that kind of stuff, you don't go out, leave the game, and go into a separate lobby and find a a match and then blah 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 and do all that. You literally climb a fence from. You're in the multi. You're in the single player zone. You climb a fence, and you're in the multiplayer zone. It's 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 really impressive the way how seamlessly they've integrated, it. and it is a ton of fun. I'm telling you, it's set in uh, kind of a post apocalyptic New York after this virus has kind of like wiped out a ton of people. Um, no zombies, thank God. We're over zombie games. Hope everybody gets that. We're over zombie games. Um, but and you're part of this division that is trying to take back the city from these rioters and uh, kind of all these criminals that have taken control over the city. So if you if you're looking for a new video game to play, the division is definitely one you need to check out. And if you're on Xbox One, you can add me. My gamer tag is where the city is, and we can play together. We can save New York. It'll be awesome. That's pretty much all I have. Um, make sure you guys follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at parentheses live. Uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll have some full episodes coming out soon. So you guys can uh, check that out and stay tuned to the blog. I have a little bit more time to write than I do make up a full podcast. So hopefully I'll be able to push some more content to that soon as well. So, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Oh.